The other day, the children's classic carol, Frosty the Snowman, began to play. And I, like any well-adjusted normal person, immediately thought of a frozen lich who is reanimated by a top hat phylactery and begins stealing children. Some of you may remember that Frosty the Snow Lich is a creation of Amy Jostino from our holiday one-shot last year. This year, it just didn't work out for us to be able to play a seasonally appropriate game, but we still wanted to share an adventure with you. So we're republishing our Winter's Light episode. If you caught this last year, you know we had a lot of fun with it, and that it definitely holds up to multiple re-listens. If this is your first time checking it out, be ready for an amazing blend of comedy and creepiness as only our own Amy Jostino can provide. And now just one more thing before we start the show. However you are spending these December days, we hope you are taking care of yourself and being kind to one another. If you're celebrating holidays, we hope your days and nights are full of warmth and joy. If you're working, we wish you strength and hope holiday crowds don't break your spirit. If you're visiting your people, be they friends, family, or found family, we hope that you are filled with love that you can carry with you into the new year. Thank you for listening and supporting us, and for sharing in our adventures. Merry Christmas from all of us at Wild Endeavors. A content warning. Implied threat of harm to children, self-harm, and suicide. Welcome to the Wild Endeavors Holiday Special. We have Evan Chamberlain as YK Cornelius. If you ask me, it's the goddamn Bumble. Devin Salisbury as Peter Rennose Rudolph. I'm not self-conscious okay. about my nose, okay? I'm just a little self-conscious about my nose. Thomas Marsetti as Anwin Donder. I know most ball gowns are only good for fighting, but this one is made to ensure I'll always look fantastic when I do. Adam Rogers as D.B. Little. I hate you, stupid little green snow gnome. You better get out of here. All your friends are exploding. Nick Feely as Sleigh Ride. I'll, uh, I'll pull out a book and I'll flip through it and I'll say, yeah, yeah, I, I've read about these before. That doesn't look like your, your general Ursus Maritimus. And I'm Amy Jastrow, your... Holiday DM. It's a chilly but sunny morning, a few days before the end of the Ostara season, which for us would be like approaching the winter solstice. The season culminates with winter's light, a celebration of the changing of the season and the longest night of the year. The first snow has fallen and fresh powder coats the ground. A group of children play in snow in Kringleton, a small neighborhood suburb of Malmayor. Camilla, let's build a snowman. A brunette girl around five begs a girl a few years older. Camilla tosses one more snowball at a group of boys hiding behind the barrier opposite her and says, okay, Beatrice, let's go. So they set to work. Once they finish building the core, Camilla says to her sister, now we just need some eyes, a hat, maybe a pipe, and I think he'll be complete. And then, he, then Camilla turns to Beatrice. What should we call him? Frosty, she says excitedly. Then they hear a call in the distance. Camilla, Beatrice, it's time for lunch. As the girls walk home, the winds pick up, swirling snow around them, and an old-looking silk hat crosses their path like a tumbleweed. Beatrice runs after it. This will be perfect, Camilla. Camilla puts her arm around her sister. 
You're absolutely right, B. We'll take it right after lunch and after we help Mom make candles for winter's light. They return, after lunch and candle making, with a corncob pipe, a button nose, and two coals for the eyes. And then they place the hat on his head. And snow begins to swirl around the snowman, sparkling in the sunlight. His face comes to life, and he begins to dance around. The children laugh and play with Frosty all day, for he was a jolly, happy soul. Let's run, and we'll have fun, now before I melt away. So down to the village with a broomstick in his hand, running here and there all around the square, saying, Catch me if you can, and the children follow behind. The group of children soon grows as he led them through the streets. A Magistar spotted Frosty leading the children away and hollered, Stop! Frosty only paused for a moment before sending a bright, cold, blue-white light into the throat of the Magistar, and he crumples to the ground. Frosty let out a little chuckle. (laughs) Now, children, let's run and have fun before I melt away. And he hurried on his way, the children falling behind over the hills of snow, chanting, Frosty the snowman was a jolly, happy soul. So around the same time in Malmayor, Jessicar Nicholas Wiseman is meeting with his wife and friends at Tinsel's Tavern. One of the women waves to him, we're over here, Nick. As he walks up, she offers him an eggnog. He gives his wife a quick peck and sits down. Then they banter about life and the cold and the storm that's coming up. And then y'all will enter the tavern one at a time. So if you want to start the intros, Thomas. A tall human enters the tavern. His black hair is pulled back into a top knot near the back of his head. He is very clearly from the Bansa region, which is the to the south where we've done our pirate sessions. If you remember, the people in that region tend to have a look of a, uh, a very Greek and Japanese kind of mixture with a, a hint of elven features, probably from elven blood somewhere very far back in the generations. I'm going to give my shoulders a little shake, um, knock some of the snow off of my green leather cloak. And you can kind of see there's a, a bright green fur trim to it, a really nice accent. I'm going to scan the tavern, um, looking for a table with just one chair open. Once I spot it, I'm going to toss my cloak back, like really big, like double arms over the shoulder sort of thing. And as I do, uh, my ball gown like blossoms out from underneath the weight of the cloak. Um, It's a brilliant yellow satin. If you're thinking like Belle from Beauty and the Beast, it's that's spot on. Except that my neckline goes up like more towards like almost to like a half like turtleneck sort of thing. I'm wearing long black silk evening gloves that go up to like mid bicep. Just peeking out from the edge of the top of my gown is a, a hint of uh, silver chainmail. Embroidered around the the skirt of my gown are four suns, uh, the symbols of the Lord of Light, which is my god. And as I begin to walk through the tavern, people maybe notice that I'm actually glowing just a little bit, not like metaphorically like i like my skin is really nice which it is it's fucking amazing but like i'm literally glowing just a little bit and so i approach this table of hopefully ruffian type people and stand near the open chair and say light be with you friends beg your pardon but where i come from it's customary for the person taking the last chair at a table to buy the rest a drink is that your custom <coughs> Well, I mean, if, if you're you're buying, then uh, we won't say no to that. So have a seat. Tell us about yourself. Very good. And I'm going to take the chair and, like, turn it around, like, back against the table. And then reach down to the front of my gown and, like, pull it open. 
and it actually is like two flaps that like when I'm just standing like it looks like just a, a like a full gown but almost kind of like a gunslinger I can pull it back and as I do they get just like a hint of like a morning star hanging from a harness at my hip um, a flail at the other one uh, they see my boots are thigh-high black leather and around the top of them, like built into the boots, are sheaths that have throwing knives. And there's a bunch of other like pockets like sewn into the inside of the gown. And if anybody, if I catch anybody looking, I give them like a wink as I sit down, like straddling the chair. Say, greetings, I am Anwin of House Donder. Oh, my friends call me An Donder. And then I'm going to like give the table a little slam and gesture for the barmaid to come over and get us some drinks. Okay, and then she's going to look over and get the drinks for y'all. And then, Nick, you want to go? I'll, uh, okay, so I'll uh, walk in, kind of open the door very meekly, um, and kind of walk in. So I'm playing a half-orc, who is very imposing physically, but not um, personality-wise, I would say. So he's wearing just kind of a just plain brown sorcerer's robes, um, like a messenger bag with, like, looks like it's packed to the brim with books. Um, staff kind of tucked into the robe and he has eyeglasses with tape in the middle of the two <laughs> lenses. So I'll just kind of walk in very meekly and I will look for the whatever corner booth is furthest away from ruffians, as Thomas put it. Whatever looks like I will be bothered the least. So I'll just go kind of sit down in the corner somewhere, um, reach into my bag, pull out one of those kind of old books and just start like just tuck my nose down into it. Evan? As I would open the door, it would probably slam against the uh, the wall. And I'm going to make a grand entrance. Uh, what you see before you is a, uh, a kind of a shorter, stouter-looking dwarf with a, a big red beard and a mustache that kind of twirls all the way out. He's wearing uh, some old, tattered leather armor that's like almost blue, but has definitely seen better days. And a red cap. As he kind of tries to close the door and he turns around, you see he's got two large battle axes on like on both sides basically you could grab he's like closing the door he's like i do apologize about that seems the weather's starting to kick in and uh he'll like you know shuffle over to the the bar and he's like barkeep uh get me an ale i got some questions i need to be asking people okay so she hands you the ale puts a silver on the on the bar on the bar and he turns around and sees some of the ruffians that you guys keep referring to Say, anybody here seen a, seen a bumble in this town here? The name's YK Cornelius. I'm a bit of a hunter, and I'm out here looking for some gold. Anybody interested in, uh, you know, throwing some, some money my way? <clears throat> he just, like, takes a long swig from the, uh, the, the ale. Anybody? All right, I'll just sit down. <laughs> I'm just, I'll, I'll, look up, I'll look up from my booth and just, like, just clear my throat <clears throat> and then just shake my head and like put my nose back in the book. So be it. I'll get my silver and gold my own way. Devin? I'll probably walk into the tavern and uh, as soon as I get in, like close the door behind me and uh, like, sh- like you see him kind of shake off some of the snow and stuff like that. But it also looks like he's kind of got some snow on him. But then you realize it's kind of part of his outfit, how the snow kind of blends in with like some of the darks on his leather. And uh, you see a dwarf, a short fella, big red beard and like a, like a small red hook mohawk that goes into like a ponytail. He has a very bright note that is, uh, if you look at it long enough, you can clearly see it's been broken many times. 
you kind of see him shake the snow off. He kind of, you know, then starts making his way into the bar. He's like, yeah, pardon, pardon me. M move out the way. Yeah, move, move, move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sees the group of ruffians, and he's like, yeah, uh, he's, uh, he's you guys looking for, uh, somebody looking for a scout? Somebody need, uh, need some work done? A little pay? Uh, look no further. I'm the best scout in these parts. Uh, my name's Peter Rudolph. My friends call me Red Nose. What, did you ask how I got the name Red Nose? Oh yeah, on account of the facts, I got a big red nose. Um, yeah, so uh, if you if you need any scouting, uh, I, I'm your man. Okay, I can spot anything. Nothing n nothing gets past Red Nose. Okay, Red Nose, no at all. Okay. That's it. Awesome. <laughs> Adam. Okay, so I'm already inside of the bar. And that's because I'm playing a, a short halfling uh, or a stout halfling bard named uh, DB Little. And he is actually kind of part of the entertainment for the evening inside of this uh, establishment. So I picture him kind of being in the kind of the corner area where they maybe not always have like live music or something, but this is kind of set aside for that. And there's kind of one light or one lantern that's kind of glowing over this area and for his instrument he plays like a tri-tom drum or like it's like kind of three drums that are bound together that are kind of slung over his shoulders so it's kind of right at his waist level um and he has these mallets that he's playing the drum with and he doesn't really sing but he kind of hums along as he's kind of playing the drum so imagine like at this point you're hearing music drums playing in the background and stuff <laughs> um and that kind of finishes up and he goes Oh, okay, everybody. Uh, that was one of our, uh, one of the more popular songs here in town. But for my next number, I think I'm going to uh, play an original. And then, like, the crowd is just like, ah, <laughs> like, like most places do when, when people <laughs> play original music. So he starts kind of tapping again, or uh, kind of playing his drums again in melodic fashion, and kind of humming along. And he usually has kind of a good eye on things that are going around the room while this is happening because he's not really thinking too much about the song like a song that he's singing or something he's just kind of used to drumming along and watching everybody come in and out so i feel like he's watched all these folks come in so far and he's kind of just going to keep playing and in a little bit he'll probably just stop the crowd and be like okay everybody um thank you for listening i'm gonna be playing another set here in about another 15 minutes um and my tip jar is over here on the left if uh, my left, not your left, <laughs> and, uh, and it's silver, gold, and any, I mean, gold would be great, but silver probably, maybe less than that, but okay, I've said too much. Uh, I'll see you in, 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 uh, in 15, thanks. Um, so, yeah, people are just like mingling around, mingling around the tavern now, um, and then a Magistar rushes into the door. And he rushes over to the Justicar, and in a hushed voice, he's like, <clears throat> Justicar, I'm, I'm sorry to bother you, but um, all the children in Kringleton have gone missing, and Magistar Murr was found dead on the street. Wiseman takes a big swig of his eggnog in front of him and says, well, the blizzard's going to make this that much more difficult. Round up as many officers as, officers as we can spare, and see if we can get some townsfolk to volunteer. Have Vixen tell the find a way to tell families to keep a close eye on their kids without causing too much panic. She's got away with people and we'd do, we'd do good to avoid a mob on top of this. He turns to his wife and friends. Well, it seems like I've got some work to do. Forgive me for leaving. And then before he leaves, Wiseman kind of turns to everyone at the tavern because um, most of 
everybody there kind of knows each other. And he and he asks them for like if anybody's willing to help them track down the missing children. They're going to meet at the town hall in the morning um, because the blizzard's setting in. Um, so it's also probably not a bad idea to head home early tonight since the wind's picking up really bad outside. So then he leaves and then the townspeople start whispering and you hear one voice that's like, can you believe it? A Magistar killed and children disappearing right before winter's light? Put such a damper on the season. And then one of the people at their table says, well, I, I bet it's that elf fella from Brightmoon. He's kept to himself. Plus he's got those shifty eyes. And Francine I said she saw him lurking around the schools. Ralphie, don't be rude. You've never met the man. You can't just start spreading rumors just on what he looks like. And especially not on what Francine says. Then she whispers to the Justicar's wife, maybe drop a hint to Nicholas that he should question him just in case. What do y'all want to do? What's the stay there? general mood of the room? Like, um, the miscreant, not miscreants, the ruffians that you're with mm-hmm. um, are all talking about sort of getting their torches together now to go try to find the children now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's discouraged because of the blizzard that's coming in. Because mm-hmm. um, it's expected to be over by the end of the by the morning, and the rest of them are uh, some some others left immediately to go home and check on their families, and that kind of stuff. So there's a little bit of panic already. Okay. Um, but a lot of people are getting into we've got to figure out what's going on mode. So uh, I think DB has overheard this conversation a little bit because he's gotten good at doing that as he kind of maybe walked up or walked past this area, just kind of saw the people start chatting and he noticed out in the crowd that he didn't see his sister, who usually is a regular there on like nights that he's performing and he kind of has this gut feeling now that maybe his niece might be one of the children that's that's missing so he's probably a little panicked at this point, they're probably looking around to see if anybody if there's anybody that looks viable that can actually go and do something to help. Also assuming it wouldn't be easy in this place to just pick up a, a cell phone and call <laughs> to see if everything's okay. Yeah. So, um, he's just going off of his assumptions. I think Cornelius was at the bar and he was hearing this conversation and he, he does the stereotypical old man turn around. I don't think it was any elf, honestly. If you ask me, it's the goddamn bumble. I'm telling you, they're out there. I've seen it once and I've seen it before. They kill children, they kill my wife, and they kill my child too. So that's that's why I'm a hunter. You're wondering. Yep. Not that you ask, but you know, I figure I'd tell you. So I'm just like, <laughs> one of the other townspeople was like, what's a bumble? You know, the bumble, the giant, the, the thing, got white fur, lives in the mountains. You know, some say they live in the snow. Yeah, they, they're the polar bears. No, you dimwit. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll raise my hand like I'm waiting to be called on. To... Uh, there ain't no reason to raise your hand, son. It's an open conversation. Um, um, excuse me. Do you mean, do you mean uh, abominable snowman? Yeah, the the bumbles. Yes, that's exactly it. Yes, I, uh, I've, I've read about those, but I've never actually seen one. You've seen one? I killed my wife and children. Yeah. You I'm, killed. I'm sorry wife? to hear that, sir. I, I'd love to hear more about it, though. I'd, I'd love to tell you. You got a minute? I'll tell you all about it. Of course, yeah. Now, come sit. Take a seat right there, young man. Okay, I'll walk up and sit next. Sit down next to him. We don't have to have a whole conversation about the abominable snowman, but yeah. <laughs> how my interest is piqued. 
how serious are the ruffians at my table like about actually going or is it more like yeah i'll go get them if like later i, I totally get them well they're yeah they're they're like making plans like what like i've got my pitchfork and i've got my whatever weapon and i've got my weapon so basically just talking about how big the weapons are okay so it seems more like bluster than like they might actually go out and do it um the justicar announced that they were going to meet in the morning mm-hmm. um so they'll yeah they're probably talking a lot of crap right now but they're going to listen to what he says okay okay because he's the wise man. <laughs> um, so I think DB wants to interject again, or he hasn't really spoken up now, but I think he's going to speak up. And he's just like, um, um, uh, a, a bumble, uh, an abominable, um, uh, yeah, a how, bumble he, he, killed your, he killed your child? Yes. Oh, my many, God. many years oh. ago. Oh, no. Oh, Cindy Lou. Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> oh, we need to. They're waiting till the morning. I think we need to we need to do something now. I ain't gonna let no snow stop me from catching the bumble. If you ask me, what? what and he, we need to do something. Who's ready to go now? Let's go, son. Get your little drum. Let's go. DB like slings his drum to the side, and he's kind of he adjusts. He has this little kind of. It's not like a yarmulke, but maybe it is like a yarmulke. And he's kind of adjusting it a little bit. He knows it's not going to protect him too much, and he's looking for his coat that's kind of hung up uh, on a nail, like on the wall, uh, over in the corner. And he's just, um, uh, let me get my coat. Uh, we need to, we need to do something. How about you, young man? You coming with us as well? Uh, yes, sir. Certainly. If you think I can, I can learn more about the abominable snowman. I would, I would, I would love to come along. I can tell you all about him on the way there. Uh, say, how about you there, glowing fella? How capable do the people in the bar look? Like, does does anybody look like they could actually go hunt for children? A lot of them seem pretty drunk at the moment, so not all of them seem like they could go hunt, go now. But if y'all really want to, then we can make it happen. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a two gold on the table and uh, thank the guys that I was drinking with, and then make my way over to the bar. You know, making sure my ball gown is laying properly. You know, as I get up, kind of just like lean up on the bar and, well, now, what is it you've got planned? Uh, we're going to go save the children from the bumble. Plain and simple. Unless you ain't afraid to get your gown all dirty. Nonsense. I've got a blacksmith in Arthamore. Makes these special for me. I know most ball gowns are only good for fighting, but this one is made to ensure I'll always look fantastic when I do. If you're ever in the city, look him up. His name's Vowel Tor. Trust me, he's a hoot. I, I'll take your word for it there, Sonny. Now, how about you there, Red Nose? Ah, yes. Uh, uh, you said you're hunting these, uh, the children? I don't... I think he intends to rescue them, not... Not hunt them. <laughs> oh, these are, like, these are like children, children. I got you, I got you. I work for a, uh, I work for a faction known as Claws Claws. Um... <laughs> Once a year, we pull a big heist, uh, and we uh, take on an enemy faction of the children. It's a long story. The big man upstairs usually puts it all together. It takes a while, you know. Um, uh, should be coming up soon, actually, now that he thinks about it. But, yeah, no, well, I, I, these lost kids, I'll come help them. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. you got money? I mean, selling a bumble skin gets you a lot of money. I'm with Gurren There's money involved. I'm down. Plus, I'm, I'm pretty good at, uh, I'm pretty good at hunting and scouting. Yeah, I was actually about to say, with your nose so bright, you might be able to guide our way through the snow. 
Listen, I was. It's, it's, I've had it since I was a child. Like, I ain't judging. A I ain't people, people. A lot of people really hate it. They don't understand it. No, sir. And, uh, everything. It's weird. Everything that you meet in the wild, just they dive bomb right for the nose. I don't know. I understand. Mean. Look, <clears throat> I understand. But, uh, but hey, it, it, you know, the nose comes in handy. I know where I'm going at all times. It's pretty nice. Do any of you happen to know this area? No, sir. I don't. Wait a minute. <clears throat> Excuse me. You said your name's Peter Rudolph? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I go by Red Nose, but yeah, Peter Rudolph's the name. Uh, I feel Scout like Man, I know. might know you. Uh, say, you got a father named Peter Rudolph as well? I mean, uh, I suppose so. Uh, I, I, only, I never really knew him that much, but yeah. Possibly. Well, I believe when he was a young man, I helped him get his confidence back. <laughs> Wasn't that the story of Rudolph? I can't remember, honestly. No? <laughs> um, on the island of Mr. Toys, yes, that's basically it. Because he wasn't allowed to play the game, so he was, like, vanished. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alright, in, in answer of, to uh, Donder's question, I'll say uh, I'm, I'm, I'm new to the area. I just got in today, but I, I think I might have a map here somewhere. And I'll start digging through that messenger bag that I have, and you can hear like bells ringing in there. Like I just have like loose bells in there. Um, <laughs> what? And so I'll. Uh, 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 my name's Slay, sir. Slay. That's an interesting name, son. Um. So I'll and then I'll pull out a, a map. I think I think this might be a map. It might be a little rudimentary, but I think we could use it. And I'll hand it over. Oh, yo, can I? Yeah, you know, I'll take a look at that. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. If I had to say, we should probably start in the origin of where the children were kidnapped. I'll like, I'll flip back through. I'll take the book that I'm looking at, and I'll flip back through, and I'll say like, uh, and I'll scan the page. Um, I think she, I think they mentioned um, Kringleton. That's where it was. Yeah, I do believe that's what he said. Yeah, I see it. See it on the maps now. Yeah, I I, I did take a pretty good look at this. I think yeah, we can uh, we can make our way in there, no problem. I'll, I'll get a say. You can have the map back now. Uh, DB kind of rushes back from the corner, like throwing his coat on and adjusting his drums back again over top of it and he empties his uh, little tip canister out onto the bar and he kind of shakes it a little bit and just kind of one one silver piece drops out and he just kind of pushes it over to the bartender and and, and says uh, this is for you um, uh, I can't I can't finish tonight um, uh, but uh, uh, next week I'll be back I'll be back I, uh, as long as everything's okay I'll be back next week um, uh, let's go let, let's go fellas let's go Follow good old Red Nose here. I'll get you there. Outside of game, like, I'm pretty sure DB would know the town, but Adam doesn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. like, I don't um, know if you can maybe help him along also, a little outside bit. Of, sure. Outside of the game, too, I have a, a feat called Keen Mind, where I just remember everything for the past 30 days. So, I studied that map, and I know it by heart. Also, outside of the game, uh, my character is invincible and can never be damaged. Sorry, I forgot, <laughs> forgot to mention that one. Not um, that one too. Outside of the game, I'm fucking Batman. So, <laughs> you know, like, Amy, is I am the knight. Malmayor is. I don't have the map anywhere I can show you. Um, it's in Aria, obviously. It's um, but it's next to mountains. So there's like. I can pull it up. God, you can because I don't have it ready. So right here is Arthamor, which is where the majority of the Shadows campaign has been so far. About a month or so to the northeast is Malmayor up here. And you can see it's right along the edge of the Ebon Cross Mountains, which run 
mostly north to south on the coast over here. Um, to the north of Malmayor is the Centauri Grasslands, which is more of a tundra, um, and that leads up to the Hunstad um, and the Hunstad tributaries, which I believe is where Slay is from. To the south is the Everdark Woods, which is actually where Fen grew up, and then about a couple weeks' ride to the west is Beacon's End, which is where the Cerulean Suns are based out of and where the Cerulean Tower is. I can't believe you remembered all those names. That's what I do. So is it snowing, like, bad right now? The blizzard's setting in. The wind's picking up really bad outside. It sounds like it's snowing so bad we're going to have to turn in for the night. I'll go to Deedee Little's house. If we're visitors to the town, I, w- I, th- I think we would have planned to, like, stay in an inn or something. I would assume the tavern has, like, rooms. Isn't that how most inns would work? Right, right. And Malmayor like, is a, like, a crossroads town. There's plenty yeah. of places. I mean, that's what I imagined. Point. I'm there to, like, investigate something, so I would have already planned to have a room. So maybe we, we swing the door open from the, the tavern and, like, walk out a few feet, and, and you guys are like, oh, okay, hold on. Maybe <laughs> oh, Peter, Peter, I say, Peter, I'm going to hold up there, son. It's going so good darn bad. But Cindy, Cindy Lou, uh, I, I don't care about this snow. And as you say that, like five pieces of hail hit you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you hear it like, I hear him like, hit off the drum. It's cold. This is some bad cold. I'm going to put my hand on uh, DB's shoulder and say, Don't worry, friend. Even the darkest, longest night ends with the dawn. We will find your niece. That, like, oddly calmed him, like, immediately. He's <laughs> <laughs> not even sure. Thank you. I, I, didn't, I didn't catch your name earlier. What, what Dom, Dauber? What, what was it? Don Donder. Don Donder. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Donder. All right, let's go, let's go back inside. See, they should have plenty of rooms here. It's a big place. That sounds good. All right, so y'all are staying in town for the night? Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Okay. Everybody gathers at the town hall the next morning, and Jestakar Wiseman decides to divide people into various groups to, to like start searching south, north, east, and west. So he points to a few people, and he says, uh, you ten are going with Magistar Ironbeard, and he, then he divvies up a few more groups, and then he gets to y'all, and y'all are standing kind of near each other. And he's like, you five, we'll start in town with me. We've got a lead that I need to check up on before we head out east. I'd say that sounds like a swell idea, sir. Yeah, what did you say there, boss man? I'll ask, uh, sir, sir, can you tell me what we what we already know about what's happened? And I'll get, like, my pen ready to write in the notebook. Um, we know that all the children from the Kringletown area have gone missing. Mm-hmm. Okay, children. Uh, um, do we know how many children that is? Uh, t- 26. Okay, 26. Okay, okay. Oh my. And what else? They killed Jessicar Murr. It seems like some sort of... Okay, and you can, can you spell that for me? Uh, it's M-U-R-R. M-U-R-R, okay. Oh, it's not... Okay, yeah. thank you. And, and and anything else I should know? Any pertinent details? Um... How was your kid? Was his throat ripped out? Was his head cut off? Arms ripped off? <laughs> guts taken out? That's usually the sign of a bumble, if I tell you. I uh, know, it seems like his um throat was frozen shut. That doesn't hmm. sound like a bumble, if you ask me. I know. I seen a two a time of two is what yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't think it was a uh abominable snowman, actually. Wait, I don't know. Yeti? We don't think it's a Yeti. Do you have any theories? Um 
No. Well, maybe. They did say there was somebody lurking by the schools, and that's the guy we're going to go talk to. Is he one of those pedophiles? That's what we're concerned about. Hmm. I know it. I know it. I told you. I said I knew it. All right. So, <laughs> sir, are sir, you guys ready sir, to head out? Sir, okay. I think you should know. Uh, I can. I can still do this. I'm not too close. But my my niece. My niece is missing. She's among the missing. But I, I demand that I, that I'm able to to stay in this group and I and I can go. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I look over to Donder for like another reassuring. <laughs> talk. I'll give you a nod. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry, everybody. Oh, I'm, it's, I'm okay. so it's it's quite all right. You're you your little your little uh, under little fella. It's okay. <laughs> and he um he like kind of reaches down to his 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 uh, tri tom drum there and is just kind of like nervously tapping it with his fingers. Let's go. All right. Um, so Wiseman leads y'all to the Shepherd's Watch Inn, um, and he goes into the goes inside, and there's a dwarf and keep like just kind of hanging out at the desk, and he says, "We're looking from the for the elf from Bright Moon. Is he still here?" And the dwarf checks his records and says, "Hmm, uh, room six. So then y'all go upstairs to check out room six. And just as Wiseman's about to knock on the door, he opens it. And it's just like, oh, how can I help you? Say, they say you uh, might be one of them uh, with the kids. Where are they, son? Tell us now. He means to say that, uh, he means to say that uh, he says that you uh, witnessed something with these uh, kids getting kidnapped and uh, killed or whatnot. Oh, no, no, no. Well, no, but... Sort of. You see, um, this thing happened that, like, when I was young, my my little brother and some, some other kids from Bright Moon, um, they were taken, too. This was, like, a hundred years ago, I think? About? Um, and for whatever reason, it didn't take me. I think it's, I think I was maybe too old? I don't know. But ever since then, I've been trying to track it. Now's the first time that I've gotten close. But I don't know. I want to see if he's lying to me or not. You roll your inside check. Uh, I roll a natural 20 plus 6, so 26. He seems a little, like, on edge, but he's telling the truth. I say, I think he's telling the truth there. Why, if you're tracking this thing, what what are you doing inside? Why, why aren't you out there looking right now? I was preparing all of my things. What? What thing? What, what, are you, what, are you, what are you doing? What's your strategy? Um, well, um, I've been reading up on the history of this for, for years now, um, because there's been sightings everywhere, and, and well, I've sightings not of really what? gone out much. Um, it's the, it? No, it's, it's some sort of snow entity that attracts children. Can I go ahead and uh, be the polite one of the group and uh, ask, uh, what's your name there, fella? Oh, um, my name's Bernard. Bernard, nice to meet you, Bernard. I'm Red Note. Hi, hi. I'm Bernard. Bernard, can you detail for me the the exact location that you know of of of, of every single one of these um, appearances? Uh, sure. And he hands you a notebook of like every detailed thing of a child going missing ever at wintertime. <laughs> <laughs> a man after my own liking. Okay, so I'll just um, like I'll like sit down like uh, cross-legged and start like pouring over the book. 
I'm gonna look and at completely the completely ignore everybody else. The Justicar. Can I catch Second. his eyes and kind of be like, what? Sure. What the hell? What do you think? He's he's thinking that there's some truth here, but he also seems a little insane. So he he asks he asks Bernard one more time. He's like, okay, I need you to calm down and say this all over again. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Um, and he Bernard takes a deep breath and he says. Forgive me. I've spent a lot of time alone the past century or so. Um, and he says, when I was young, my my brother and some kids from Bright Moon um, built a snowman. And something weird happened. And then I tried to track them. I tried to follow them. But, but I was only 13 and no one really believed what I saw. Like, I was not a kid and I'm not a grown up yet. And so just like what are you talking about? So then they locked me up for being crazy and wouldn't go investigate what I'm saying. And then they blamed the dragon for taking the kids, but it wasn't the dragon, but nobody would listen. So I've been tracking all this stuff and preparing to fight the snow creature once and for all. How do you intend to fight this snow creature? He says, well, I'm glad you asked. I've prepared a few things actually. Um, and then he sh- he like gets out his bag of holding and he starts like pulling a bunch of just random crap out and he's like these and he holds up these like ornament looking things and he's like I call these my holy hand grenades they're basically just um blasts of heat that I think will do really well in like melting the creature and destroying it and then he's like and then I have a couple of shields um, and this um, this Yule hide coat and it keeps you warm all the time. I've spent so much time in like Arctic areas. And then um, I also have, ooh, ooh, this frostproof armor. Um, and then I have this tincture of evergreen and it helps you like gain strength when you're fighting things. And then um, I have um these these solar flares and then um and then it just he keeps going on and on and on with like all these different things um you, you, you mind if i uh, maybe take a look at that armor there mm-hmm. oh um, i mean yeah i've got i've got extras of everything if you know you guys you guys want to really? help me yeah okay so now the fun parts um so he's offered y'all stuff here's the actual okay um so he's got a what he's calling a frostproof shield adds two to the ac and it's resistant to frost damage and then there's the frostproof armor which is plus three to the ac um also resistant to frost damage or cold damage whatever you want to call it the holy hand grenades he's got like 50 of those so however many y'all want to divvy that up (laughs) (laughs) that has a well like once it lands it's got like a 10 foot radius um it has a plus five to hit and does 2d8 radiant damage and then the coat of yule hide is also plus two to your AC, and then you never get cold, and you're also resistant to cold damage. And um, anybody, all of y'all can use the tincture of evergreen, which just adds um, ten t- temporary hit points for three hours. Okay. Oh, okay. I would say uh, DB's interested in the holy hand grenade, like like ten of the holy hand grenades, and he can kind of put them in his pouch because if he, uh, I don't know, it seems like something he would do. He'd stay up to the side <laughs> and just chuck some things at stuff. I would I'll take, take ten of those. some of those, Red, too. Red Nose is definitely interested in that armor. I'd take the armor as well. You said you got multiples, correct? Yes. 
And there's also the coat of Yule Hide, too, which is the plus two. I will take one of the um, tinctures of Evergreen. Okay. I mean, y'all can all, like, because it's like a little vial, so everybody can use, like, a little bit. Basically, how that works is, like... So one of us sort of takes like it and it's got, like, five uses? Yeah. Okay. Or ten uses, yeah. Ten uses? Okay. Slay, why don't you hang on to that? Okay. Um, does any, nobody else uses a shield, right? I'll take the shield. I don't use it. Okay. Sounds fine. Cool. Cool. Okay, does anybody want the Yule Hide coat? Is there one that's not leather? Like, maybe it's just cloth? Like, a sorcerer could wear it? Sure. Yay. <laughs> I'll take that one. Oh, what was the... Oh, never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to put armor on over my gown. <laughs> <laughs> if you need a heated cloak, though, Yule Hide is good for that. My fervor for the Lord of Light will keep me warm. Okay, that's fine. So he gives you all, all that stuff, and he's like, so, so... Are y'all, are y'all trying to track this thing now? Yeah, we're here to track it. Mm-hmm. Well, could, can I come with you? Of are course. You it gonna... sounds like we could use your expertise. Yep. All right, let's go. So, Where would you suggest we start? Um, well, I know it likes hills of snow and, and um, probably somewhere in the mountain area, I believe. Just Region. a car? And he, he leans back and he's like... <sighs> From what I know of these, this area, I think I have a couple locations I he probably would go. One that's probably super isolated. Is everyone ready? This is going to be a long day. I'm always ready. Look, yep. Let's go save the children. For the children. Mm-hmm. I was ready last night. Let's 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 go now. I'll lead the ways, no problems. Let my friend Peter Rudolph here lead the way. He knows where he's going. Red Nose knows what he told me. He kept saying it all night for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> Red Nose knows. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Okay. So y'all are... What? Adam was drumming like we're marching. Oh. <laughs> I would say we're probably, like, dashing through the snow. Dashing through the snow. Well, I mean, that's the only sensible way to go. Okay, so y'all leave the city limits area and start into the woods and there's sort of path and y'all are walking for like a couple hours, whatever. And then you see as like the tree canopy kind of darkens around you, a polar bear shows up in your path and he's not moving. He's just kind of like staring at you all and doesn't do anything. He just stares. Wait, wait a minute. I told you there was polar bears up here. It, that's not the bumble is the separate thing from a polar bear. I told you, goddammit. I told you once, I told you twice. I said, I've seen this before. Just, just wait. We'll wait a mile. There's no need to get all lippy now. Does this polar bear seem natural to me? Uh, you want to roll for that? Sure. Do what do you want me to roll? Uh, inside. Okay. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, it's up to you. It's whatever you want. Uh, yeah. Do you do inside? Is it? gentleman's 10 you can sort of sense that it doesn't seem completely like a normal bear mm-hmm. but you don't know what right. if it's just because it's so like a bear in heat or right. actually something's wrong with it well so I'll let everybody know like I don't think this is uh this is normal I'll uh, I'll pull out a book and I'll flip through it and I'll say yeah yeah I, I've read about these before that doesn't look like your your general Ursus Maritimus <laughs> 
Oh, and then, well played. I'm sorry, what's it called? <laughs> you should get extra XP for that. <laughs> should we sell the inspiration die? Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone try to just talk to it? Like, hey. <laughs> well, then <clears throat> Bernard says, uh, 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 guys. And then he points to the left, and, like, you can see two eyes watching you from, like, the left side. And, like, another bear kind of emerges from behind the brush. I'm gonna very slowly like push aside that one flap on my gown and like pull my morning star out and just kind of like have it at my side. Now we shouldn't move too fast. And I do the same thing slowly, start reaching for my two axes. Now I told you, red nose nose, and red nose nose, this is no good. Which um, which one is closer to us? Like the one on the side or the one up, up ahead? Um, actually, the one closest to you is the one that's kind of to the right and behind you. Do we see that one? Not yet. Okay, so which <laughs> of the ones that we see is closest to us? Probably the one that's to your left. Okay. That's in the, in the shrubs. Well, then I'm going to... Probably like, like mm, 20 feet. I'm going to do like the throw my cloak back like wide again and shout for the rose of the sun and charge the polar bear to the left. Okay. Are you attacking? Gonna, your... While he's, oh, I'm gonna while attack he's it, yeah. running, I'm going to yell. Gonder, be careful. Those bears are hyper carnivorous. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like it to attack it if I can. Okay. Roll your attack. Okay. I'm just going to kind of like, I'm going to run up and try to like, like a haymaker kind of swing at its face with the first one. And then, like, kind of give it a shove with my shield, and then, like, almost like just like thrust at it for my second attack. So I'm just gonna roll them both. I got a 21 and a 19. Okay, well, those will both hit. All right. So that would be 14 damage from the two hits. Okay. And then now, y'all can roll initiative. A 12 for DB. Slay got a 23. YK Cornelius got a 27. I rolled a 9 and have a negative 1, so that is an 8. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 10. Red Nose rolled a 10 plus 3. 13. Alright. Um, so, Yukon. Oh, you're YK, sorry. Cornelius. Um, <laughs> you are first. Yukon's my Christian name. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, you're up. Alright, so uh, I'm going to rush forward and attack the first thing we saw, which was the first uh, Ursa or whatever. I'm going for the one straight ahead. I'm going to attack it with my axes, which I have thus named Silver and Gold. If you guys were wondering. Nice. Nice. Alright, the first attack is going to be a lot. 20. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Let's make it sure. The first attack is 10 points of slashing damage. Okay. And then I'm going to attack again. 20, no, 19. Okay. Uh, 11 slashing damage on that guy. Okay. I do, uh, like, go into, like, a rage. Not, I'm not a barbarian rage, but, you know, while I'm yelling, it's like, go, Silver, go, let's get him! And I, like, slice across one. Slice across twice. 
I'm sure like the the polar bear is like rearing up. And as he does that, I take one of my axes and I lick the blood from it. And I'm like, oh yeah, peppermint. <laughs> Slay, you're next. Okay, I'll uh, I'll like take the notebook I have and tuck it back in my bag, and that's my action. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and I'll <laughs> I'll pull the my staff out, and I will cast. I'll kind of push my glasses up on my nose, and I'll cast Ray of Frost on the one that uh, Donder is attacking. All right, so that is only a 10. That would not hit. All right. I will like kind of just shake my head and like I like I can't believe what just happened and that's all I'm going to do. Okay. Now it's the polar bear's turns. And the one attack nope. And then the one <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. What what's happening? Well, okay. <laughs> um, the polar bears are trying to attack y'all, but mm-hmm. they rolled uh, terribly. Against Yake, or YK and I? Yeah. Okay. Well, and then uh, the, there was a third that emerged that was going to attack DB. But okay. It got stuck in the trees. <laughs> okay. It rolled a natural one, so it's like just like you hear you hear this like noise behind y'all that's like Arr! and like you see this polar bear just like <laughs> trying to pull its its foot out of a It was like what again? Of, I'm not doing it again. Alright, so Red Nose, it is your turn. Uh yes, uh one of these polar bears is on uh, my fellow friends here. Uh yes. Either the one engaged with on or YK. Yeah, it looks like uh, Mr. YK needs some help. Um, I'll uh, fire uh, an arrow at him. Okay. I, uh, I miss. What'd you get, buddy? I roll a three plus six. Oh. Struggle, um, man. And then I will, I, if I can, I'll use my bonus action to hide behind uh, somebody. <laughs> sure. Okay. All right, on, on Donder. <laughs> okay. I am going to bring my Morningstar back up uh, above my head, like almost like straight up, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna cast Booming Blade on it. So the like the Morningstar just like lights up and like shoots some light out into the sky. I am just gonna like slam it down toward the polar bear. Okay. Um, so this is a cantrip. I get to make a single melee attack against the polar bear. For 24. That will definitely hit. Okay, so um, so I do my weapon damage in addition to, and I do an additional 1d8 thunder damage. Okay. So that will be, ooh, that's nice. That is 16 damage. Okay. And on the bear's turn, if it moves, it takes another 2d8 thunder damage. Yep. Um... So with that, I am going to back away from the bear, just about like 10 feet or so, just with my shield up. It'll probably attack me, but... Oh yeah, it gets attack of opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a natural 20. Um, so it's trying to slash at you with its claws. It sounds like it slashed me. Yep. Uh, so you're going to take 16 damage. 
<laughs> Tis but a scratch. Okay. And then it is DB's turn. So as soon as um, Ondonder like rushed to attack the bear the first time, DB like swung his drums around. They were kind of slung back over his back. He sl- swung swung it around to the front, and he immediately just kind of started playing, just like a I don't know, like a war beat kind of a thing. And then now he kind of stops the beat like real quick, and he he shouts out like, "Listen up, you you big dumb furry fluff ball! You better leave my friends alone, or you better get out of our way, or." We're, we're gonna be the end of you and he casts uh, vicious mockery and um, so he has to make a wisdom saving throw the that bear failed I'm pretty sure because I was a two yes so I'm gonna roll 1d4 of psychic damage okay and that's a just one point of damage, I guess. And um, the bear has disadvantage on its next uh, attack roll. Okay. Yep. So, I mean, that's pretty much what he's going to do every time he goes, goes to do mm-hmm. something. Especially, okay. like, in battle, he's going to be just playing, like, a, uh, a war beat or something the whole time. Well, we are back at the top of the round with YK. Uh, I was saying that these uh, bears took a lot of damage there. Uh, I'm going to cast another. I'm going to do a thing. I'm going to cast prismatic spray at it. Not, wow, not prismatic spray, I'm sorry. Poison spray. I also like that, like, YK is saying that. <laughs> yeah. He's narrating what he's doing while he's Oh, yeah, he definitely would. Uh, I believe they had to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Yes, they do. Okay. They make a con saving throw, 14 or higher. Nope. Oh, so. oh boy. Well, this one's going to take five points of poison damage. Okay. As a bonus action, I'm also going to cast Hunter's Mark on this thing. Yes, I do. In the first place. <laughs> uh, it's a concentration spell. Uh, I can add an extra 1d6 to the target. to be advantage on, like, wisdom things on it. All right. Um, Slay. All right. I will take off my glasses and, like, like breathe on them and wipe it on my robe and then put my glasses back on and cast a Chill Touch. I'll cast it on the one in front of us to the left. Okay. All right, so that spell, create a ghostly skeletal hand in the space of a creature within range, make a ranged spell attack on a hit. It's 1d8, so let's see. That is a 21. That'll hit. Okay. And it's three damage. Okay. All right, so yeah, the one that Ondonder was fighting is looking like it won't last much longer, but still hanging on. Um, now it's the bear's turn, and the one's gonna try to attack YK. And fails. Just kinda swings out and lands right in the snow. Uh, and then the one that was going to attack on Donder tries to move. Falls out. Kind of dead on the in the snow when it tries to move because of the damage thing. Woo! And then the third polar bear doesn't do anything. It's still kind of trapped in the woods. <laughs> okay. It's the dumb one of the trio. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, all right. So then Red Nose. All right. I'm going to go after the one in YK again. Even better. Uh, 16 to hit. Okay. That hits. Hit. Oh, boy. So much damage here. Maybe. 16 damage with my bow. Well, 
how would you like that to look? Oh, it's gonna go right in the bear's uh, right in the bear's nose. Right Nobody, in the nose. Nobody's nose is safe around red nose. <laughs> All right, so it's gonna go straight through the bear's nose into its brain, and it's just gonna like collapse. So that one's dead. Um, so we've still got the one that's kind of just like off of the path, but in the woods, and it just kind of looks at you. And what you, you just you guys just did to the two other bears, and it turns and starts to run away. Does anybody want to attack it as it's trying to run? Let him be. He learned his lesson. Yeah, I'm fine with letting it go. All right. What if he uh, tells his uh, bear friend? His bear friends know we fucked him up pretty good, so I'm pretty sure it'll be fine. You got you got a good point there. Uh, the light will protect us. It's okay. In general, uh, adult polar bears live solitary lives. All right, so where are we? Um, and so y'all keep walking down what you feel like is a sort of path in the woods. And as you move deeper into the woods, it gets darker and colder and the snow picks up more. And then you start hearing this... <laughs> and then, like, you see streaks of hell? running near you. And then... <laughs> and then... Sam bumble again. I told you. I done told you. Bumble. I'll cast uh, I'll cast a light as a cantrip on the top of my staff and sort of like hold it out. I'm also gonna cast light on my morning star. Uh, as soon as it starts getting that, I'm gonna like hold my breath, but also like try to blow air at the same time. Is what it sounds like. And, I, and my nose just <laughs> starts glowing bright red at the light source. <laughs> Damn, that's funny. <laughs> you are literally guiding Slay. <laughs> is it like like on fire too does it like actually produce like a heat to it no but it's basically the light cantrip oh my god oh. that burns very bright red nice <laughs> it's like it's like a like one of those helmet lights mm-hmm. it's just like constantly wherever i'm facing so if i look at you you might be blind don't worry guys i, I know okay ways. as y'all cast these lights what you see now is more of like shadow type things running through the woods and you still hear that <laughs> and they start getting closer and closer Bernard starts getting a little shifty and he's like um maybe maybe now would be a good idea to you know um have some 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 of that evergreen okay, okay. I'll uh I'll, yeah I'll pull it out of the bag and I'll take the first swig and then I'll pass it around yeah somebody hand it to me I don't want to look at you so we all get 10 yeah, yeah 10 temporary HP all right, so y'all. <laughs> so there's giggling <laughs> things running around in yeah, the woods and, uh, around us. What's yeah, that and you can't like <laughs> see what it, where they're coming from. Um, Even with keep... like an investigation check, I couldn't figure it out. I mean, you could try. Okay, Can it's I investigation, not perception, right? Right, right. Well, investigation is more like looking for clues, whereas perception is like trying to like get a bead on something. So which would this be, in your yeah. opinion? I would say perception, if you're, like, actively looking okay. for... I'll take it, because I'm proficient in perception. So. <laughs> 20 plus 5 is my perception modifier. Yeah, I think tw- natural 20 really only applies in combat, correct? Right. But a, a 20 would be good enough to be... Um, you can tell that they are... They look like they're sort of goblin-like creatures from the shadows that you see, but they're running in and out fast enough that you can't really tell... Like, you can't see one sit long enough to, like, be able to catch it. Does gotcha. that make sense? Yeah, I'll say, uh, guys, guys, I think those are, I think those are goblins, and I'll start flipping through my bag, and I'll say, G, 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 like I'm looking for a <laughs> book that starts with G. Um, are we in the mountains or the Arctic? Red, see if you can bring one of those down. 
Uh, okay, I'll take a shot, Adam. Okay, so I rolled an 18 plus 6. Okay, that would work. So yes, okay. you hit one. Five damage. Okay. It fell to the ground, but then a, another goblin came up and moved it. So it's like dragging its friend away? Well, yeah, like a couple of them like scurried up and like grabbed it and like ran away. While they're like, how fast are they dragging away? Can I run after them? Um, you can try. Can yeah. Roll athletics. Is that what that would be? Sure, I can do that. Yeah. Thirteen. I'm gonna run into the just run into the trees. Stop, vermin! While he's doing that, I'm gonna yell. Uh, 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 be careful! Be careful, Donder! I heard that a goblin is a, a monstrous creature from from mostly <laughs> European folklore. <laughs> What the hell's a European folklore do? <laughs> it's bad. Whatever it is, it's bad. <laughs> okay, so um, you're running into the bushes, and as you are the trees, and as you get sort of like where they were, your foot stumbles over this like small box, like this intricately designed like trinket looking thing. There's a handle on the side that starts spinning like a jack in the box. Mm-hmm. So it starts play- playing their frosty song. That, so, like, do, 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 do. And then it slows and then out pops like this goblin creature. And then, like, it explodes. Okay. But- Great. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, well, never mind. Damn it. God, I cannot roll today. You're not going to take any damage, so congrats. Um, so the box exploded. Oh, it was attacking me? Like, yeah, I don't well, have yeah. to... You tripped over the box, and then mm-hmm. it exploded, but the attack was A2, so it... I mean, I don't want to talk myself into any damage, but wouldn't I have to roll to see if I get out of the way of the explosion? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Go okay. for that, Dick. Yeah. He's trying really hard. There you go. For. That's a five. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so I do get to damage you. Yeah. I can't move very fast in my ball gown. The downside to ball gowns, man. I'm telling you. All right, so you're going to take seven cold damage. I do have the shield, so I only take... Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, so three. Okay. And because that delayed you, they escape with their little friend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bastards. Can I see where they went? Is there, like, are there tracks in the snow? Sort of, it kind of follows a second path um, that weaves in and out of. It goes also goes east since y'all are heading east. It also okay. goes. Okay. They they're heading that way too. Okay. So then, yeah, I'll go back to the main path because that's probably easier. So you're gonna keep going that direction, right? Yes, we lead them that ways. All right. So the laughter's died down for a little bit, and you don't see the shadows anymore. But a little while later, you come up to a clearing in the woods, and then another two boxes should like come out of the sky and land in front of y'all and both of those explode so everybody make a dexterity saving throw 19 21 also what'd you say I said fuck my life because I got a (laughs) 4 you rolled a 5 alright That's At least a, I have oh, a like I have the ball gown to explain why I'm so fucking terrible <laughs> at moving through the snow. 
Brendo's got a 24. Okay. Well, the good news is Ondonder and Slay only take three damage, and everybody else takes one. This is just a bit of inconvenience now, y'all. Goblins, you should just go away. Let us fight the children. <laughs> You're inconveniencing me and my quest for the bumble. Uh, pardon me, Mr. Uh, Cornelius there. You uh, you been drinking there? No, sir. Okay. No, sir. I'm just making sure you sound a little uh, weary there. You, no, you want to take a rest? No, I'm just, uh, I'm an old dwarf. So I'll step up and, like, put my shield forward and kind of, like, try to get in front of everybody. And then, like, kind of straw poll. Like, what do we want to do? Like, I'm, I'm fine with trying to push forward, but if we need to regroup, how are you? Uh, let's see if we can. How, how, how are you feeling? Are you okay, Donder? Oh, yeah. So I'm fine. Does he look okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. So you're not, like... You don't look like you're gonna die. No, no, no. no. Um, (laughs) Like I've, I've looked like I've gotten two Jack in the Boxes blowing up in my face, but that's that's about it. What 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 he's asking is how many hit points do you have, and what are your maximum hit points? I know, I know. I'm trying not to. I'm well over fifty percent. All right. I'll say Slay just says I just I just want to find out what's going on here. Let's press forward. I think we should go forward. All right. Then it's time to roll initiative. 22 for Slay. I got a three. 23 for Red Nose. 26. I rolled an eight. But what did you roll? I rolled a natural five plus three. Oh, you said you rolled an eight. I thought you might make me eight something afterward. What? What? Like roll oh, an eight. Oh, an eight. and eight. Oh, I hate uh, you. Uh, 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 Make sure you cut that joke out or we're losing every subscriber. <laughs> Including me. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> what? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, all right. So God. Can y'all all see this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who's the um, the dress is Undonder. Uh, the drum is DB. The reindeer is Rudolph. Yes. The sleigh is go. Slay, and then the red hat is Yukon. So, uh, what order do y'all want to be in? That seems about right. I mean, yeah, sure. I'd be in the middle somewhere. I'm in the front somewhere. I'm I'd be somewhere. in the front next to the uh, uh, red nose. <laughs> I would think DB would be in the back. Okay. And, um, but can he do something like, well, is it too late since we rolled initiative? What did you have in mind? I was just going to, um, when we finally decided we were going to move forward, I was just going to, uh, run up to on Donder real quick and touch him. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and then cast uh, cure wound. Oh, okay. That's fine. Lame. Can you explain in more detail how you're touching him? <laughs> I walked up slowly, please. Start singing, I don't and exactly want where anybody else. and and told him, um, and maybe just said like, I, we really, I, I'm really glad we're just gonna keep moving forward. I need, to, I need to save, we need to save Cindy, and I, I grab like his, um, just above his like elbow, and kind of just squeeze it like real fast, and then I, I cast that. So. 1d8 plus 4. Good old weenus heal. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> right, so you only get 5 hit points back because I've managed to roll a 1. I'll take it. 
Oh my, oh my god, there's another map that says inside the cave. All the secrets we're seeing. <laughs> I don't know how to separate those. I'm still... But there's only one thing inside there's the cave. There's a giant fucking cave, like, right on the map. Yeah. <laughs> Are you I sure? do like that the mountains look like wreaths, or whatever that is. The trees, maybe? Actually, I just found this on the Googles, so... Oh, is this a real place? Uh, it's a real map from... <laughs> If real places look drawn, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, like my little fake goblin. Aren't they cute? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, what is... I was trying to look at what this compass is oh, down over here. I don't know. It's some icon from whoever designed this map, so I stole it from So we ripped somebody it. off. Hey, we can't hey, even this is why we don't do video. On our internationally renowned podcast, they're not even getting the credit they deserve. Yeah, you better and Thomas is going to cut out. all this out. I mean, they can't Thomas, they're going to get sued. They can't all right. So he got his five points back, and then I, like, kind of shuffle back to the back of the group. Okay. So here we are. Their distance, like, this guy right here is probably about 20 feet, and we're at the top of the round, which means... How much How much snow is there? Is, is, like, is, it, easy, is it easy to run around in, or is it... Um, I would say it's... It's probably about a... I don't know. I'm not a snow person. How much is outside your house right now, Thomas? Zero. We have no snow. I'm so oh. pissed. It's so crazy in Virginia. Um, I would say it's about a foot. Can people move around in a foot? I'd say a, a foot would slow you down a little bit. Okay. It's about a foot and still snowing, and it'll get like this huge gust of wind that sort of makes it even extra hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so everything is rough terrain, basically. Yes. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. YK, you're going first. My my new friend Peter Rudolph is standing next to me. I'm going to because I know he's can uh, sneak around a little bit. I'm going to as an action cast long strider on him. You can increase your movement speed by ten feet, there, buddy. Awesome. As a bonus action, I'm going to cast Zephyr Strike on my. All right. That increases my movement by thirty feet, and I'm going to start moving towards the far side north. Red Nose, you're next. Uh, yes, I uh, will. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow, uh, follow YK there. Okay. Do I see uh, the guys like kind of to the south, uh, west of me? You can see this guy a little bit and like the top of this guy's head, but this one's hidden pretty much in the shrubs. I'll uh, I'll take the guy closest to the group. Uh, I'm just gonna fire a good old arrow at him. Alrighty. Thirteen. Uh, nope, that misses. I'm going to use my bonus action to dash if I can move closer to the line K. I, I made this joke already, but you are literally dashing through the snow I am, at the moment. I literally <laughs> dashed. I used the dash action. Okay, so if only there were a hill, the hill to go over. I'll go over the, 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 the cave. Well, you went through hills already, remember? You went through the hills to get to the... Did we go over the hills? Yes, you went over hills. Were we laughing? Over. All right, um, Slay? All right, I'll step. I'll kind of step like to the side of um, Ondander, like just to the northwest, and I will um, try to cast a spell on the one that's closest to the south. And I'll yell, uh, "Take this, you small, black-hearted, selfish humanoid that usually lairs in caves, abandoned mines, despoiled dungeons, or other dismal settings!" <laughs> and I will cast uh, Frostbite. Okay. I cause cause numbing frost to form on one creature that I can see. The target has to make a constitution saving throw, and I think the DC is 14. And we'll make it, like, so, like, the snow is kind of coming up around it, forming this, like, crust on the goblin. Okay. 
They failed. They take 1d6 cold damage, and because of my elemental affinity, I can add plus 3 to 1 damage roll of a cold spell. So I'll do that. So that's a 5 plus 3 is 8 damage. Alright, that one's looking a little rough, but it's still hanging on. And it also has disadvantage on its next attack. Cool. Okay. Alright, and then it is the goblin's turn. So they're going to throw an explosive at YK and Red Nose. And that... Does an 18 hit? 18 just hits. Yes. Okay. So you all take uh, 7 cold damage. Um, And then this guy with his last remaining strength throws one at the group of y'all here. And misses way off because he's damaged. So that one's gone. And this guy moves here. And this guy moves here. So it looks like <laughs> all the goblins are advancing, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Except for this guy, because he's looking rough. Mm-hmm. And now it's DB's turn. So I, can I move up just past on Donder? Well, like here? Yeah. And I just start uh, doing like a real loud uh, roll on my drum. And then I cast uh, Thunder Wave. Okay. And so a wave of thunderous force will sweep out in front of me. Each creature within a 15-foot cube originating from me must make a constitution saving throw. You know that's uh, going to mean mostly them oh shit. and this guy, right? Okay. If I need to still take the saving, or the saving throw, that's okay. Then yeah, the group would be that and Slay. Okay. I got a 20. Uh, these two fail, this guy passes. They're going to take 2d8 thunder damage, and they're going to be pushed 10 feet away from. They're going to take uh, 13 points of damage. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, what does it look like when these guys just, like, die? So I'm, like, rolling my drum, like, fiercely at them, and then I just, and then I pull up one hand, and I'm just stuck pounding it, uh, pounding the drum with my other hand. <laughs> and I, like, point my, um right <laughs> drum mallet at them and probably just let out a yell and um, this thunderous wave emanates from me so I feel like it's kicking snow up as it goes and just hits them like a freaking truck they go flying in the air and then probably by the time they hit the ground they're just if they're dead they're dead oh yeah Sl- yes. Slay writes in his notebook that was badass <laughs> <laughs> the, the one like pushed back and his brains just kind of like exploded and I'm like just ahead of them and I kind of like kind of just turn around a little bit and I'm just like doo, 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 hitting the drum and like looking back at Slay and uh, on Donder kind of like I'm not fucking around. Very nice. All right. Um, And on Donder? So I'm going to yeah, I'm going to run up there, try to get in front of DB as much as I can. So like here mm-hmm. without being on top of him. Yeah. And I'll just um, I'm going to cast Sanctuary on db so for one minute any creature that targets him must make a wisdom saving throw and if it fails it can't attack him cool all right and then i'm just gonna i think i'm gonna like like, take a defensive posture so i'll take the the defend action and Alrighty. so then bernard and rudolph are gonna go bernard and rudolph 
Not Rudolph, sorry. I forgot I renamed him Wiseman. The Jestikar. Not Rudolph. <laughs> okay. Um, Rudolph... Not Rudolph. God damn it. Um, <laughs> she just said they're damaging them. What more do you need? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why do you always want these explanations? Um, okay, so Bernard throws another... Throws one of the holy hand grenades at mm-hmm. these two. And it lands just like a little bit short. So they both take like two damage. Wiseman tries to rush at this guy, but then he misses him. So Wiseman's up here. It'd be How's really, that? It'd be really sweet if Bernard's like holy hand grenades were like snow globes. No, they're ornaments. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it could be snow globes. Can we go back and change all that? No, ornaments no, are it's too late now. I'm going to start over. I'm assuming it's Bernard. <laughs> all right, roll new characters. Yeah. Let's go. All right, so I'm, I walk into the tavern, and I've got a... <laughs> I hate you all. Okay. I hate the bumble. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate the bumble. That's the voice. Bumble. What if we all had that voice? Okay, let's start over. <laughs> Anybody knows my name's Red Nose? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't miss uh, getting so sidetracked. Okay, focus, right. people. YK, it is your turn. Okay, it's my turn. All right. I'm going to use my movement to get to the goblin in front of me. I'm going to get in his goblin stupid face and attack him with one of my silver and gold pieces. And by pieces, I mean axes. All right. Oh, wow. Natural fucking 20 on that. Yeah, that's gonna... Yeah? And I do extra damage on this guy for a lot of reasons. Okay. Uh, Can you name one of them? Yes. Or? Uh, yeah, Zephyr Strike gives me a D8 extra, and also so does um, uh, my Gloomstalker ability. Dreaded Ambusher. Okay. Uh, six and six. Uh, 18 da- slashing damage on that first hit. Okay, well, how do you want to kill this one? Uh, I want to take my axe, and I want to... But plant it in his chest. Because he's a little bastard and it's probably bigger than him. And I'm going to turn to the next goblin. And I'm going to strike at him with the one axe, but two-handed. So leaving the one axe in him and uh, going to plant the other one in the other one, all right? Not as good, but still pretty good. Um, 17? Yeah, that works. Okay, this one doesn't do as much damage because I can't add all these modifiers again. All right. 14 damage on that. That one also dies. So how do you want to kill that one? Uh, that one, I'm just going to... I'm going to chop that little bastard's head off. <laughs> okay. So so basically, um, you hit the first one, and the like you said, the axe is so big that it just kind of like splits his chest cavity in two, and it just like collapses. And then you turn around and swing on the other one, and his head just comes clean off and like rolls a little bit in front of him into the next goblin's feet. So. And Red knows that he's your turn. Yeah, Red Nose is uh, uh, kind of down open here, but uh, I'm going to try to uh, bum rush one of those uh, goblins uh, kind of northwest of me. Yeah, one of those ones. All right, so you get like here. So not quite bum rushing them, but you can run at them for this turn. Okay. That helps. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll fire uh, an arrow. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, 18 plus 6. That'll hit. Uh, 6 damage. Okay. And uh, I'm gonna. Can I use my bonus action to dash back where I came from? Sure. Yeah, I'll do that. 
And Slay? All right, I'm going to move. <laughs> I'm going to try to tuck in between DB and the, like, the trees to the left of him there on the map. All right, and that's, you would say the goblin that's northwest is within 60 feet? Uh, yes. Okay. All right, I'm going to cast uh, Ice Knife. Okay. I'm going to cast it as a second level spell. So I create a shard. It says I create a shard of ice. What I think I'm going to do is like pick an icicle off the tree. Okay. That's next to me and chuck it at the goblin. So I make a ranged spell attack, which is a natural 20. Damn. So that is nine damage. Okay. And then it says hit or miss, the shard explodes, that target, and each creature within five feet has to succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 2d6 cold damage. It's actually 3d6 because I'm casting it as a second level spell. Damn. All right. So this guy fails, and this guy fails, and this roll those. Okay. That's 16. (laughs) All right. So what does it look like when these two just, like... Kind of like scatter shot, like they just see like little shards of ice kind of like mm-hmm. scatter throughout their chest torso areas and then they just fall down. Very nice. And then it is the goblin's turn. This guy's gonna throw an explosive at YK. He rolled a, a, a 19. Does that hit? Yeah, this is fucking hit. <laughs> Um, so that's eight damage. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. Right. <laughs> and then this one's gonna throw a explosive at you three. Um, and I'm gonna use my protection skill uh, okay. as a reaction. I can impose disadvantage on an attacker if they're attacking somebody within five feet of me. Well. All right, then never mind. Suck yeah, it. So I think, yeah, like he, if I can, like he just throws it and I just like bring my shield across, like smack it away. Yeah. And it just like goes to this area that's to the right and just a bunch of trees and blows up. And then it is DB's turn. I'm going to move up maybe like just past on Donder and I'm going to start playing the, I mean, I've been playing the drums again, but I'm going to change the beat. Um, to uh, one using probably all three drums and I'm going to start yelling at um, the goblin that is uh, northwest of me and <clears throat> so I'm just going to shout like I hate you stupid little green snow gnome or whatever the hell you are you better get out of here all your friends are exploding and I just cast uh, vicious mockery <laughs> Well, that did not work, so... Alright, so 2d4. Seven points of damage. Um, as a bonus action, I want to use uh, my uh, Bardic Inspiration in, on uh, Red Nose, since he's kind of has two, uh, two of the goblins kind of near him. So he can... gains a 1d8 Inspiration die. I like this. Thanks, man. I just put my point uh, one of my drum mallets kind of at him, and it shoots out a little thing that's like inspiration. 
coming in. It's like the, it looks like the uh, star in Mario Brothers. And he starts like blinking. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, that's um, trademarked. We have to edit that out. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> All right, on Donder. So I'm going to move back in front of DB, like okay. in between him and the the goblin to the west there. And then I want to throw one of the holy hand grenades to try to hit both of the goblins over by Red Nose. So these two? Yeah. I have two attacks. Will you let me throw two grenades? If you want to use them, both Oh, yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, so that's a 22 and then a nat 20. Okay, well... Um, I would say you probably hit one directly in the face, and yeah. then the other hits like right by his feet. So I'm gonna go ahead and say that the one that basically hit this guy in the face just like like that goblin's explode. not there anymore. Yeah, he's just gone. The other one's gonna take seven damage if he doesn't take any of that critical damage. Well, he is gone now, too. So it, like, explodes at his feet. And, like, shards just, like, needs There's, like, pieces of goblin all over. Uh... <laughs> YK gets goblin bits all over him. I'm fine with that. Next is YK. Okay. So I'd like to think that the goblin's head that I just chopped off is rolled near my feet. So if you would allow me, as one of my attacks, could I kick that head at that goblin as I charge towards that one? Um, I feel like if you kick the head and it, like, ruffles the brush, then he might, like, peek out, and then, yeah, you can charge him. Surprise, you little bastard girl! Roll that, just so we can see if that actually works. Do an athletics, please. Uh, 16. Yeah, that'll work. Okay. So now I'm going to attack him. 20 total. Oh, yeah, that hits. That's a lot. Is it more than 12? It is actually 13. Okay, so how do you want to kill this one? I want to do an uppercut with the axe. It's two, I'm using a two-handed still, this one. Okay. So I just want to, like, from groin to top, you know, chop him up. <laughs> All right, it'll happen. And that one's gone. There's only that uh, one of these guys left, right? Yeah. Um, can I try to run and uh, just put... Uh, the like, uh, what is it, DB and uh, Donner on Donder? Um, can I like kind of hide like line of sight from him? Ah, uh, so yeah, so you can probably move like here. Cool. I want to use my bonus action to like hide from him, and then okay. uh, and then I'm just gonna try to uh, use my attack action to try to get a sneak attack on. We'll allow it. Try it. All right. Uh, nineteen plus six. That'll hit. Yeah, I'm doing things. Yes, you are. I did 18 damage. All right, so what does that look like? I uh, dive through the air and release the arrow, um, and uh, the, my, the, the, the light from my nose shines over the arrow, and uh, you almost you don't see it anymore, and then it's in the goblin. And so then it. that guy is gone. So y'all have killed all the goblins that are in that area? Maybe that'll teach them to not crave power and regularly abuse whatever authority they obtain. <laughs> I read that one. Did you read one of them word things? Oh, to put the 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 thing in a in a thing like this. 
Hey, YK, what's that over there? Why don't you... Okay. I know when I'm not wanted. We should see what these vermin have on them. You mean loot them? The ones that aren't blown to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what you find, they have a few, like, sort of useless type trinkets, like necklaces and just shiny diamond things. I mean, y'all can keep those too. Amongst the ones that you can find, you have five gold, ten silver pieces, but then each has a ring that has a sort of like snowflake pattern on it, and it's got the armor of Agathis. It's got three charges. It casts like a protective magical force around you. As y'all are looting the bodies, um, and Al Bear and emerges Please. from the cave... What noise does that make? It's more like, I don't know, it's like a kind of noise. It sounds like that. Great out there noise. Super angry. It starts coming towards y'all. Do y'all want to use the same initiative or do y'all want to roll again? We might as well use the same. Yeah. All right, so yeah, Slay, you go. Okay. I'll once again yell out, uh, be careful, guys. This looks like uh, this looks like an owlbear. They have a reputation for ferocity and aggression. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will cast Snillox Snowball Swarm. Okay. So it's a second level spell. A flurry of magic snowballs erupts from a point I choose within range, which I'll choose um, right above the owlbear. And it passes. Um, it takes still takes half of 3d6 cold damage. 12, so half of it will be 6. Okay. And then it is the owlbear's turn, right? And it's going to charge a little bit further and attack Slay because you just attacked him. No, I should have moved. And that's a 22. Yeah. And it's using its beak. Oh, wah wah. So you're going to take one damage. Oh, Ooh, yay. <laughs> and then it is DB's turn. So my drum playing has ramped back up again. I stop for a second and point uh, one of my mallets at the owlbear, and I cast uh, Guiding Bolt. 1d2 total. Okay. Is 16 points of damage. Alrighty. On Donder? Well, I'm going to run up to the owl bear and I'm okay. gonna attack it with my morning star just just two just like hammer strikes right into its back so an 18 and a 21 both of those hit okay so I'm gonna use a divine smite on each of those attacks okay so I burn a spell slot to add a 2d8 radiant damage to each attack so First attack, 16 damage. Okay. And the second one, 14 damage. Damn, okay. Anything else? That's it for now. And YK, it is your turn. I'm gonna go attack it. 13! That misses. Oh boy, I'll hit with my racks. You hope? 17! That does it. Okay. Uh, six damage. Okay. So this thing is looking pretty rough. It's like... So... It's like what? <laughs> no, I'm not doing it again. Um, it, it's struggling. Okay. Red nose? I'd, I'd like to, uh, like, get a, get up on the side of him somehow, uh, and kind of get, like, a flank in with uh, my allies here. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna take my short sword and I'm just gonna try to jab it right into him. Uh, 17 to hit. That'll hit. 16 damage. Okay, and how do you wanna end this thing? I just stab <laughs> right in the right in the the took it. <laughs> like in the in the hind parts right here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right in the took it. <laughs> All right. So y'all t- take care of the owl bear. So you're gonna um, take it from behind. Yeah, he's gonna take the owl bear from my behind. short sword. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know it's short. <laughs> I'm a short guy, right? Dwarfs are short. What do you say? <laughs> All right. Um. So you saw that the owl bear had had come from this cave area. What do y'all want to do? I'm gonna be right, a little everybody. bit a little bit sad, and I'm gonna say it's a shame that we're, it's really a shame that we killed that. I, I've read that with enough time, food, and luck, an intelligent creature can train an owlbear to, to, to recognize it as its master. We we really could have used that in the cave. <laughs> or next time we'll we'll tie a rope around it and tie it up to the tree and we'll... Before we go in, how is everybody doing? Does anybody look hurt? Like Oh yeah. Do y'all need to like rest a minute or anything? I'm right as I'm right as rain. I'm good. I've taken one damage. Yeah, Red Nose still has the temporary point. Yeah, I just have one Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. So y'all are going in the cave. All right. So as you walk in, um, I'm gonna need everybody to well make done. dex no. saving throw, please. Oh boy! I'm gonna uncanny dodge. <laughs> okay. So I forgot about this earlier. The reason that I'm gl- glowing is because I give off an aura of protection, and friendly creatures within ten feet of me get plus four to any saving throws that they make. Okay. Well, I'm going to use that inspiration die just to add the extra effect to it before it wears off. 23! Uh, I got a 16. I got a dirty 20. 31. DB rolled a whole one. Oh. Bumble's going to get you. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that only matters for your attack. Well, it's not a critical. It's just the yeah. worst you can do. Yeah, you just <laughs> failed. The worst you can do. Getting... Don't feel bad because... Bernard also rolled a one. Okay, Bernard. <laughs> so, um, you and Bernard are going to take eight damage. You're going to take eight damage. <laughs> Anybody else is going to take four. So, um, as you're walking through the entrance of the cave, there, there's a breeze and, well, gusts of wind blowing, and snow is still falling, even though you're sort of indoors. Wiseman tries to light a torch to see where y'all are going in the cave, um, but it's instantly just, like, blown out. Like, n- no light will stay lit long enough for y'all to, like... What about my nose? Oh, so, yeah, what if we cast light? Casting light doesn't seem to work very long. Like, you can see for, like, a few seconds, then it just goes out. Okay. That's but probably then, a good omen. Yeah. And in, And while that all is happening, you hear this... Somebody, thump, thump, somebody, thump, thump, somebody, thump, thump, as the snow creature <sighs> comes closer to you. Oh, oh love my it. God. I love it. <laughs> Roll initiative. Woo! I got an 18. <laughs> yeah. 
21. 13 for Sly. 20. 15. All right. Don't worry, guys. With my nose as uh, bright as it is, oh. I'll help uh, guide all of you through it, including my buddy Slay. You know, mm-hmm. my nose is so bright. Won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Yeah. Oh, we, I'm guiding my sleigh. <laughs> oh, we get it. We get it. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Do you guys think that, like, the beginning part was, like, a song, too, when Amy was talking? What? No way. No. Wait, did you guys know that my name is Slay Ride? That's actually the name of A Christmas Carol. I mean, it's spelled differently. S-L-A-Y. I don't, think, I don't think you actually ever said Ride. <laughs> No. <laughs> I know you tried to make a joke about bells being in your bag, but nobody said anything. So. Yeah, I, know, like, I like see, that. I it was more subtle. It was nice. I can't really say that, but I want. I was waiting for somebody to say like those damn sleigh bells or sleighs bells. <laughs> bells. Like bells. Yeah. No, I I liked that one because like everything else, we we're like, get it, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, subtle. So what do we right. what do we see coming at us? You don't see anything. You hear the thumpity, thump thump, thumpity, thump thump, thumpity, thump thump. Come closer to you each time. That is fucking terrifying. I'm not gonna lie. Thumpity, thump thump, thumpity, thump thump. That's scary. So, DB, you're gonna go first. Oh man. What do you want to do? Uh, well, I'm all the way in the back. Do so you want to move to the front? I don't. Do you want to people? I would like to use my bardic inspiration on um, YK. Okay. So I'm just going to start. Um, I'm hearing the thumpity thump thump thing, and I actually start mimicking that on my drum and try to make it even louder than what uh, we're hearing. And, mm-hmm. and I'm saying, okay, Cornelius, you're one, you're, you're one of the bigger ones of us. And, um... Uh, you go get him and get him for Cindy Lou. I'll get him, buddy. I'll get him, buddy. Don't worry. Okay. And then, YK, it's your turn. But I don't see him, correct? Like, I don't see anything? Uh, no, it's dark in there. I'm not afraid. So I'm going to go ahead and use my full 25 feet of movement that I have. And I just have my axes ready. And I still don't see anything? Um, not yet, no. Okay. This may or may not help. Uh, I want to, as an action, use primeval awareness to spend one spell slot to see if I can detect or sense any aberration, celestial dragon, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within one mile of me. Yeah, you can tell that he's like to the left of you-ish. Boys, uh, sir, I think he's close. Nothing gets past you, big bud. <laughs> I'm not- okay, um, on Donder. Okay, I am going to use my channel divinity and use sacred weapon. So I'm going to imbue my weapon with the power of the god of light. So that should give it 20 feet of bright light, 20 feet of dim light. It's also going to allow me to add my charisma modifier to my attacks. Okay. And then I am going to say, for the rose of the sun, and rush forward just as far as I can run, just straight ahead. Squids aren't super accurate, so. Yeah, it's fine. Did he see there. It like it lights up this entire area, but you can't see anything. Okay, so we see the area, but there's nothing in the area. That you can see. Right. We don't see the thumpity. Yeah. Yeah, Red Nose is uh I guess gonna have to uh push forward here. 
Uh, I'm gonna try to skirt that wall to the, and just follow it south if I can. I just like to toss one of those uh, hand grenades just in that direction. Of the sound? Yeah. All right. Um, roll that. Okay. Is it like disadvantaged at all? Or? Yeah. That does not hit. It explodes somewhere in, like, this area. Uh Uh-huh. So sparks from it land on something, but you can't tell what it is. That's creepy. (laughs) Guys, uh, it's a a creepy shit going on here. So it it seems like there's something invisible with us. Yes. Okay. I would like to try to uh, hide behind Don Donna here. I'm going to roll a stealth check just to be safe. It's like 13 plus 9, so we're good. Yep, and slight. All right, I'll uh, I'll kind of look confused for a minute and pull out a book from my bag and start flipping through it like I'm, I'm looking for something. And then I'll ask... Uh, I'll ask Bernard. Uh, Bernard, I can't remember ever ever reading anything about anything like this. You've you've been studying this thing for a hundred years. Do you know? Do you have any clue what's going on here? He thinks it's probably equipped with multiple magic spells, so it could be anything happening. But he knows that it it gathers. It seems to gather strength from consuming souls. Interesting. I think honestly that would just from Slay's character that would just be my turn like I wouldn't I wouldn't charge in there I'd keep flipping through the book looking for a, a clue or something I was gonna make a joke about like going into a cave and how much I love spelunking which is the recreational exploring of caves or something but I never got there <laughs> okay um so then it is Frosty's turn well not Frosty's turn I need everybody to take it make a deck saving throw again a dirty 20 as Thomas said earlier 15. 14? 27. Damn. 18. So you just see like this, sort of like a wave of ice through the air. It's like pointy ice things. Um, And most of you like just dodge out of the way and just get like small nicks and stuff. But Bernard and Wiseman are not fast enough. So everybody who is not the NPCs (laughs) um, is going to take Three bludgeoning damage and three cold damage. And the cold damage is half, right? No, that is half. Oh, that is okay. half of it? Okay. Yeah. And then it is back at the top. Wait. Nope, it's Bernard's turn. Hold on. Oh, that did not work. Okay, well, that did not help y'all. So it is back at the top with DB. All right, so DB is going to, as a bonus action, Misty Step. Uh, 30 feet forward or okay. just like kind of to the front of the group and facing the where the sound was coming from and then also maybe where that damage just came from mm-hmm. he um, starts pounding on his drum again and then he casts Dispel Magic Ooh. at third level okay nice. and I know you just mentioned that there's possibly multiple spells that are keeping this thing invisible. So any spell of third level or lower on the target ends. I'm assuming um, Rindos is still casting his light and whoever else is. You see the snowman kind of appear in front of DB and on Donder. So he's like 10 feet away from y'all. Oh. It's about 9 feet tall. It's made of three 3-foot three snowballs. 
Um, it's got a nice little top hat made of old sort of silk looking stuff. It's a, it's a little bit tattered looking, but it seems like that the hat's been around for um, a couple centuries or more. Um, you can't really tell. And it's got two eyes that are of coal, um, but somehow they seem super menacing, even though they're not glowing with fire. It's got a, a nice little red scarf that somehow seems festive. Um, and then three more pieces of coal as sort of like a button down on the snowman. As he just like appears, um, I think uh, DB's gonna like slowly back up a few steps back behind on Donder if possible. And he's probably just like tapping, like tap, tap, tap. <laughs> on, on his drum. Nice. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm only, or DB's only three feet tall. So he's like looking pretty high up at this nine foot. So it was sort of like I cast this to like try to finally see it, and then I saw it, and I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna yell like, "YK, is that is that is that the Bumble?" That's no, not the Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> it is YK's turn. So. <laughs> oh God, that ain't no Bumble, no. <laughs> I'm not scared. You're scared. Uh, all right. Bonus action. I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on this guy. And then I want to move to his side uh, and go for an attack. First one's going to be a 25. That'll hit. Second one is going to be a 22. Also will hit. Uh, wow. A whole six damage on the first attack. 11 on the second. Ah, and, I, and I just say to the, my companion, How scared can you be? He's just a snowman. <laughs> oh, and man. on Dunder? Yeah. All right. I am going to just run at the thing. I'm going to attack it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the booming blade again. Uh, 21 to hit. Definitely hits. Okay. 12, and then okay. if it moves on its turn, it takes two more d8 of damage. Okay. And I'm going to say that's it. Red Nose? Yeah, Red Nose, um, it's, uh, Nose's allies are in trouble, so he's going to try to help as best he can. Uh, um, he's going to pull out his uh, short sword and his dagger. And uh, I heard that. I'm going to charge at him and uh, give him my. Uh, Slice and dice. I miss with the short sword. Uh, I am hitting him with my dagger for. Uh, I rolled a 20 to hit. Okay, that hits. 12 damage. Alright. Slay. Alright, I'm gonna um, put the book away in my bag and step around the corner, kind of, to get a good look at what we're up against here. And I'll. I, just for some background, Slay has. Uh, never been this scared in his whole life but he's in his whole life he's only ever cast cold spells so he'll pull out his staff and he'll try to cast ray of frost but instead it comes out as firebolt okay which he is super surprised by um (laughs) so that's a 23 that'll hit okay and it is 1d10 fire damage so that is a one. <laughs> so just like a, it's just like a small bolt of fire. Okay. <laughs> and then, and Slay just kind of like looks down at his staff, like super confused. And that's oh. it. 
Alright, and then it's Frosty's turn. Where's my stuff? There it is. Alright, and he is going to cast. Um, can I get everybody to do a dex saving throw one more time? I remember, plus four. Fifteen! I have a six. Red Nose has a twenty. Dirty Four- twenty. Fourteen for a DB. So, everybody except for Thomas um, <laughs> takes one bludgeoning damage and three cold damage, and Thomas, you will take five cold damage and seven bludgeoning. Okay. At the end of his turn, I want to use my reaction to run away from him, which I can do. And he doesn't, he doesn't get an attack of opportunity on me. It's only half my movement, so like 10 feet. Why do you get to do that? Because I'm a scout. Oh, that's nice. I, I have an ability called Skirmisher. You can move up to half your speed as a reaction when an enemy ends its turn within five feet of me without provoking an attack of opportunity. Nice. Yeah. So I basically got in there and he attacked me. I was like, nope. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, DB? DB is going to keep playing away on his drums and then he is going to cast a guiding bolt at the center um, snowball of Mr. Frosty. Okay. Uh, 18. That'll hit. Oh, and I, I did that at second level, if that matters. That's 19 points of radiant damage. Damn. Okay. Okay. YK? I suppose I'll go. So I am going to do a thing. Um, I need him to give me a uh, constitution saving throw. What does I need to beat? Uh, 14. It's a 19, so. God damn it. All right, well, he still takes half damage. Using um, poison spray, if you're wondering what I'm doing. So he's going to take eight... And I believe that's all I can do here. Okay. Uh, Undunder. I am going to attack Frosty twice. Just haymaker, like Morningstar swings at him. A 12 and a 21. Uh, 12 does not hit, the 21 does. Okay. I would like to use a Divine Smite on the one that hits. Okay. And I'm going to use it at second level. 17 radiant damage. Okay. And 7 bludgeoning damage. Alright. As a bonus action, I'm going to give DB a shield of faith. So I just kind of reach up and grab the amulet around uh, my neck and kind of look back at him and just like some divine light, almost like an egg around him. So he's going to have plus two to his armor for 10 minutes. All right. DB does like an air five to him. (laughs) And then that's my turn. Red Nose. Yeah, Red Nose is going to move further away from the big snowman thing, and uh, we'll uh, we'll probably follow that the wall to the south, and he will take a shot with his arrow. 
pretty good. Roll 18 plus 6. That'll hit. 19 damage. Alright. And that's my turn. Alright, and then Frosty is going to take a legendary action. He's going to cast a Ray of Frost at Bernard. And that hits. And no, that's... Bernard! Oh lord. Um. Uh, so. God damn it. <laughs> he, he gets the, the hit to his, his chest. And it, it kind of hits him, like, around the heart area. And he just sort of, like, collapses against the wall of the, of, of the cave. And before he does, he's like, you must destroy Phylak. And then he just kind of fades out and is unconscious. Might be dead. You don't have time to figure that out. So, and then it is Slay's turn. All right. Going to try to cast Snillox Snowball Swarm, but this time it's going to come out as Scorching Ray. Okay. 25. That'll hit. It's a 24. That'll definitely hit. 15. That will not hit. Each one of those is 2d6 fire damage. Okay. All right, it's 14. Okay. Nice. You guys are trying to put in some damage on Frosty, but now it's his actual turn. Um, And he's going to cast Cone of Cold. Everybody make a constitution saving throw. Plus four. It's okay. I rolled a 20, and I have a plus six, so I rolled a 26 even without it. 17. A six for DB. 16. Uh, 20 total. Now it's time to math. Okay. DB takes... Oh, no. DB, you're going to take 36 damage, and everybody else takes 18 damage. How's the, how's the little buddy doing? <laughs> DB's not good. DB is uh, in the death saves. No! No! That's not good. Okay, okay. Sorry. I feel like I, like, flew backwards, and my drums flew off of me and, and like, rolled away, like, at this point. It's like a very dramatic scene, like, they're rolling down a step in slow motion. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right, and then it, we're back at the top of the round. Can I... Like, I'm just going to point at Frosty and be like, get him. I'll get DB. YK, it's your turn. Well, boy, that really hurt. That hurt more than it should have. (laughs) (laughs) I've had diabetes. (laughs) I have diabetes. I'm going to attack him like I would attack a good old Bumble. Natural 20. Twenty-six points of slashing damage on the first hit. How would you like to end Frosty? Uh, oh, Frosty the Snowman! Seeing my friend go down, I would get infuriated, and I would probably yell, "Frosty, no!" And I would just like <laughs> savagely attack with my axe, and I would I would be like, ah, like spit would fly everywhere. I would just like rain down the hellish hate from gold, my right hand axe, and or my right battle axe, and just bring it down like at, a, at an angle. And make sure that his fat ass doesn't stand back up again. 
<laughs> okay, so you slash that and like the snowman frost just like crumples into bits and the hat goes flying off and as that all happens, all of you hear this like voice in your head that's like, Don't you cry, I'll be back again someday. <laughs> and then the hat nice. just kind of keeps rolling through the cave. That was terrifying. Okay, I'm going to run over to DB uh-huh. and I'm going to use my lay on hands. Okay. I'm going to use all of it. So he gets 30 hit points back. As he wakes back up, I'm like, there's always another dawn. Okay. Because oh, like what you said earlier. DB um, is like, <coughs> Cindy, Cindy Lou, where yes. are the <coughs> children? We'll find them. We'll find them. Children, as the children, can you hear my children? And start <laughs> yelling down the, the cave. I'm going to, as soon as I see that DB is not dead, um, I want to stand back up and, uh, like, brush off my gown and start, like, walking back over to where the creature was. And mm-hmm. I want to use Divine Sense. And so I can know the exact location of Celestial Fiend or Undead within 60 feet. And can, I can also see where any place is consecrated or desecrated. And if I need to do, like, any kind of search in conjunction with that, like, I want to look for, I'm assuming... Bernard was telling us look for a phylactery. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna divine sense and look for that. It's gonna, it's yeah, it's gonna lead you to the hat that's like tumbling down this way. So it's okay. it's about here now. I'll hike up my gown and go after it. You chase it down. Yeah. Okay. And you bring it back. Can I study it? Uh, I guess like maybe use divine sense again and like try to figure out like what like what to do with it now. Yes, I'm going to text you something, and okay. then you can decide if you're going to share it or not. I want to okay. go down the uh, the cave yelling for, Children, can you hear me? <laughs> it's me, YK Cornelius. Um, and then you hear, you hear, like, kind of murmurs from, like, this area of the cave, YK. Okay. Like, you're here, and you can hear things from over here, so you know that's where you can find the children. I'm going to double time there so is anybody else going with him red nose i can use that nose ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, fine i'll go give yes. him light okay i think i'm uh in chalk from the whole fire thing and i'm just kind of like i just kind of sit down yeah. with my back to the cave wall and pull out one of my books and start jotting down kind of like a chronicle of everything that happened okay I'm gathering myself back up like for a second I like walked over to my drums and I saw or I saw that you know they're kind of disheveled and a couple of the drum heads were just busted out and then like I realized again real quickly like that you know these don't matter and I'm not I mean I'm feeling a lot better than I did a second ago but I'm assuming I can't just start sprinting toward after UK or UKYK I'm gonna start (laughs) moving in that direction alright so then um Okay, so I'm, um... On Donder? Yeah, so it's pretty much kind of like just Slay and I in the room. Like, everybody else is kind of, like, leaving, right? Yeah. Okay. So I think I'm just going to kind of, like, looking at the hat, like, studying it, and I'm going to, like, reach up and to, like, one of the spots where the uh, the creature, like, hit me and, like, you know, kind of, like, touch it and, like, look at the blood on my fingers... And I'm going to look up at Slay and say, make sure the children 
are okay. <laughs> I'm going to reach down and I'm going to pull a dagger out of my boot and use my last divine smite on it so that I get a bunch of extra radiant damage. And I'm going to put the hat on my head and I'm going to slam that dagger up into the hole in my armor and then like drive it up toward my heart. And, um, are you going to make me roll for that or? Nope. Nope. Okay. It's just going to happen. Okay. Um, does it, does it happen? Yeah. So you do that and you, as well as the hat, just kind of like emit this like bright blue, white light. And then it all disappears. So all that's left is this gigantic ball gown that's just like standing on its own because it's such a gigantic ball. <laughs> but like you and the hat are just like completely gone. What? And I think Slay just like sits there completely dumbfounded for like uh, ten seconds or so, and then he just grabs his pen and starts writing again. <laughs> you know what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Red Nose knows a lot, but Red Nose doesn't know about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so basically when Antonder got the hat and he like, did the Divine Sense, it said that the only way to destroy that particular phylactery is for a willing sacrifice. Oh. So, he took it upon himself, too. So, the rest of you find the children and are able to, like, uh, get most of them out of the cave. There are a couple who were taken by the the snowman to feed him. I think I'm, like, going through the crowd of children, and I'm, like, kind of, like, looking at each one and picking them up and trying to wait to see if I, I, I can find her. Oh, yeah. And you find Cindy Lou. She's alive. I feel like it took me a while, and I got, like, more and more scared, and then I finally... Yeah, yeah Cindy- you finally found her, like, here. Cindy, Cindy Lou... Cindy, oh, thank, oh, thank, uh, Tempest, whoever the fuck I care about. (laughs) (laughs) And I I just kind of, like, pick her up in my arms and kind of, like, swing her around, and then I put her back down, and I'll be like, your mom, oh, your mom's gonna be so happy. And I kind of, like, turn around, and I probably take her by the hand, and I, um, start walking her out toward the front of the cave, and, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably gonna pause when I get next to where the ball gown is. And yeah. um, just kind of stand there silent for a second. Okay. Um, so you all kind of get the sense of what happened with um, Undonder. So you get all the children together and y'all make your way back through town. Um, some of the other. Can I, uh, could I, we have gathered uh, the uh, gown before we left as well? Yeah. Okay. Um, you want to do anything with the gown? Uh, I don't know what you what you guys think. Uh, we should probably bury it. And never speak of it again. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. We'll we'll give him a nice little. Uh, You're a very talkative. He's a very talkative guy. I think he'll talk about this again at some point. I probably will. Yeah. We should bury bury it nice on a hill overlooking the city where the children live, as a as a memory. Mem- 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 
Oh, well, okay. Probably Only three were, were killed in this incident out of the twenty-six. How many? Three out of the twenty-six. Oh, that's a, that's Four. perfect. That's acceptable numbers right there. If I can... <laughs> All right, go on. Okay, so like I said, does anybody else need anything to do in the cave or? In the- yeah, I know the children are important, but those are in the loot. No. All right. That's all I wanted to know. First, um, we're going to get to the y'all get to town part. So you're going to return to town with with the children that are remaining, and the parents who are waiting for those children are in the great hall slash town hall thing that y'all met them that y'all met in originally. And then, um, Wiseman will tell the town of Donders. Um, heroism and the defeat of the snowman once and for all uh, and they will have sort of a remembrance thing there so is there if there's anything y'all want to say now you can DB uh, probably brings Cindy Lou up to the front with him and um, just says I didn't know uh, Mr. Donder too long but uh, he he believed in me and I believed in him and he believed in our group and he made the he made the the ultimate sacrifice for everyone in this town and and, and all of these 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 young children and uh, we're, we'll be in, de- in in debt to him forever and uh, I just can't thank him enough and he deserves to be remembered here forever. I'll uh, I'll walk up there. Uh, the name's Y.K. Cornell. I only met Mr. Donder about a day ago, or whenever it was we originally met. He was a strange feller walking into town wearing a dress. But I don't judge men, or women, or gnomes, whatever. He was a brave soul. He fought Frosty the Snow Lich and saved the children. That's all. Anybody else? <laughs> nope. Okay. All right. Um, and with the the children safely returned home, um, the town kind of returns to its normal festival of winter's light. But and it's decided to honor Donder Ooh. with his statue on a hill overlooking the city. Yes. With the children. And Bernard, also in there. And in the years to come, Malmayor will add a new tradition to the Winter's Light Festival. The Donder Games. Oh. Where only the bravest face off in the most difficult difficult feats of strength while wearing a ball gown. <laughs> <laughs> In the coming months and years, what happens to your characters? Red Nose, uh, you know, hangs out in town a little bit, lets the festivities die down, sees the monument starting to get built. Uh, but then, you know, uh, he gets his message uh, from the big guy, uh, the saint himself, calling us in for the heist. And um, he, uh, he gets, gets together with the crew that's been chosen, uh, specifically by the saint, and they go uh, run the, uh, they go run them, uh, 
the reindeer games. <laughs> As we like to uh, coin them. And uh, we uh, go and pull the big heist on the, uh, what, the, what we call the children. That's the only thing we know about this organization. And that's it. Uh, I think Slay, basically during the, the, the funeral, is writing down everything that's being said and, and filling another notebook. And uh, But he can't take his mind off of what, what happened in the cave with the change in his magic. It's sort of the biggest clue he's found in a decade or so, leading to this, this mystery that he's been trying to solve as a kid, since he was a kid. Eventually, after a couple days of rest, he, he leaves town to try to go back home to his village and speak to the, uh, the village elder there about, um, about what this new fire magic means. I'll go back to the mountains and uh, continue my search. After about three or four months and no bumble, I nearly give up. But then it happens. As YK was walking down the mountain, he heard a rumbling. That rumbling was the snow coming down. And when he turned his head, there he was. The impossible bumble. The battle raged on for a day and a night. They fought from the top of the mountain to the bottom of the mountain, where it eventually led to, uh, strangely, uh, a lake under the mountain where he then fought him and slayed the Bumble. But then YK nearly died himself. And in his moment of death, he saw the light. And he came back as Cornelius the White. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Forever God in the world from the impossible Bumbles. As Cornelius the White. <laughs> So there's like a mini montage. You'll see like DB at the like music shop in town, like picking up his uh, repaired set of drums, the Tritom drums that were damaged during that fight. And it would like go back to him, like at his kind of his little apartment that he has. And he's working on like a music arrangement. And normally he would just do the percussion part, but he kind of brought in some other people that know other instruments and they're kind of uh, building piece that he's going to call the the ballad of Ondander, and it'll kind of just be this like epic song that has a few different parts to it that kind of like play up the battle and what happened and how he heroically like saved the children and brought them back to town. And I think I'd like to see that become like a hugely popular song now in the town. Mm -hmm. And then like probably the last part of the montage is like him back in the tavern or the inn again with a couple other musicians, maybe somebody playing a lute and somebody playing um, a wind instrument um, playing the the song and everybody kind of back to normal in the inn. Damn you guys! <laughs> said everyone. So, how much did you know? Like that you didn't know you would have to sacrifice yourself. 
Amy was telling me she was worried that like she might kill one of us, and so I okay. said, like if that happens or if like somebody needs to sacrifice themselves, like I'll do it. Okay. And and I love death. <laughs> like what if nobody went? No, what if what if nobody chased after the hat? Had nobody had he decided to just like let it go for whatever reason, it would have come back in another few years or so whenever it could gain strength yeah. again and do the same thing. Yeah, so. sure. That would like been... a horror story cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and then three years down the road. You yeah, you see the epilogue is basically up. a scene from. Yeah. Up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 